0: And let me just be honest with you, you will want to quit, but God doesn't accept resignations. I mean, that'd be people who say, you know, Lord, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. You, th- those are your people. And you'd be trying to throw them back to God. Anybody ever been to a situation you've been working with or something you want to just say, Lord, you gave me this, you can have him back. You gave me this, you can have her back. back. You gave me this child, you can have him back. But God does not accept resignations. He does not accept resignation. But let me, let me help you to be understand this. Nobody makes it through life without experiencing pain. Nobody makes it through life without experiencing pain. Nobody makes it through life without experiencing pain. And, and can I tell you this? Satan always attacks those who are next in line for promotion. Whenever God is getting ready to take you to the next level, whenever God is getting ready to promote you, whenever God is getting ready to deliver you, all hell is getting ready to break loose. I'm just telling you, when you are next in line for promotion, he will, try, he will start stirring up stuff. He will start stirring it up because sometimes the darkest part of the night is right before the daybreak. Right before your breakthrough, imminent mean, it's, it's right when you are next in line for promotion. He's trying to get you discouraged so that you will forfeit the blessing that God's trying to bring into your life. Don't fall for, his, for the bait. Don't fall for the bait. Don't fall for the bait. I just want you to know that all of life, all of life involves experiencing pain and difficulty. But well, it don't sound like a faith message. Oh, it is a faith message. Look at 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 12 and 13. Notice, dear friends, don't be surprised at the fiery trials you are going through as if something strange were happening to you. Instead, be very glad for these trials make you partners with Christ in his suffering so that you will have the wonderful joy of seeing his glory when it is revealed to all the world. Notice he says, don't don't think anything is strange about this. You know, saying, you know, a lover, what did I do for this to be happening to me? You're just partakers of the sufferings of Christ. Amen. Count it an honor that you're in good company. Because when you live this life, you will experience in pain. You, you're going to experience pain. You will have pain in relationships. You will have pain in childbearing. Uh, and listen, that's the easy part. You will have more pain in child rearing. You will have pain in your body. You will have pain to finish school. You're going to have pain with, in frustration on your job. You're going to have pain in, in, uh, to deal with with social justice issues. Uh, but through it all, God is with you. Through it all, God is with you. God is with you. And, and, and listen, I want to remind you of this. God has your best interests at heart. Always thank God for whatever God uses to stop your descent into hell. Whatever God uses to stop you from a downward spiral, whatever God uses, if he has to cause you to have financial bankruptcy, always thank God for whatever God uses to stop your descent into hell. There is a hell. And some people don't believe in hell anymore. But the word of the Lord has not changed. And if you'll read your Bibles, Jesus talked more about hell than he did about heaven. If you read the Bible, you you will discover. It it is a place of torment. There is a real place. Listen, I don't intend to go there to prove that it's there. And I, Listen, listen, read my lips. I'm not going to hell for anybody. For anybody. There's nothing I want to see there. You have enough of that here on the earth. You think I'm going to die and deal with some more of that? Oh, no, not not in this lifetime, nor the next, nor the next. Listen, I love something that my friend Craig Rochelle said. He says, you still have to believe that God is good even when life is not. You still have to believe that God is good even when life is not. You still have to believe that God is good even when life is not. I cannot tell you the number of times that I have been beside the the bedside of dying people, dying members of this church, to have folks whose business is already fixed with Jesus. Sometimes I'm I'm sort of reserved about going there because it's like, oh my God, it's such a gloomy situation. And I'm always pleasantly surprised when I go in and find an old seasoned saint that, that knows God. And even though cancer is ravaging their body, They're still smiling and praising and thanking God because even though life is not good right now, they know God is. And I come out from visiting with them encouraged, strengthened, uplifted when people have the proper perspective and understand that God is good even when life is not. God is good even when life is not. I will never lose the faith that God is good. God is a good God. No matter what I'm dealing with, no matter what my needs are, God is good, and God still loves me. God still loves you. No matter how difficult your your battle is, God still loves you. He still loves you. He loves you while he's disciplining you. He loves you while he sees you grow. He loves you while he sees you mature. He He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. And I just want to remind you of this, that if what you are going through could have killed you, it would have, but God is protecting you. God is protecting you. Those are not just my words. These are the word of the Lord. 1 Peter chapter 1, notice verse 5 through 7, notice. And through your faith, God is protecting you by his power until you receive this salvation, which is ready to be revealed on the last day for all to see. So be truly glad there is wonderful joy ahead, even though you must endure. You must endure many trials for a little while. These trials will show you that your faith is genuine. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold. Though your faith is far more precious than mere gold, so when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. I want you to see this very clearly. And just, just mark the next time you're going through this, just remember 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 5 through 7 that there's a wonderful joy ahead. Keep going. Keep going. Winston Churchill said, if you're going through hell, keep going. Keep going. Keep going. going." He said, even though you must endure these uh, many trials for a little while, it's just for a little while, these trials will show you the genuineness of your faith. Christianity is a religion of going through, not around. It is a religion of going through, not around. The children of Israel went through the wilderness. They went through the plagues of Egypt. They went through the desert. They went through the Red Sea. David said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you've got to go through it. It won't kill you. It'll look like it. That's why he called it a shadow of death. He didn't call it the valley of death. He said the, the, the valley of the shadow of death. It looks like it's going to kill you. You walk through an accident and then walk out of it. Anybody ever walked out of an accident? You you, you walk through sickness. Anybody ever been sick and God raised you back up? You walk through financial distress. Some of you are still there. (laughs) You, You walk through divorce. You walk through the curricula in order to get out of school. There are certain things that you have to go through because Christianity is about a religion. It's a relationship with Jesus Christ that takes you through things and it matures us. And so this is why... I said that our character is being forged in the f- furnace of adversity. So don't jump out of the fire that is designed to make you pliable for molding. So God has you in a fire for a reason. Some people have to go through fire because they're stubborn. And God has to say, you know what, I got to, I got to heat you up to mold you. I, got to, so you too, I can't even bend you right now. I can't shape you. You know your way is too strong, so I got to let you stay in the fire a little longer. Until you are pliable, I've got, to, I've got to be able to mold you. I, God wants to conform us to his will, not to ours, but to his will. And he has to use fire to get us all nicely loosened up. But I want you to see your battle as a gate for promotion. See your battle as a gate for promotion. Uh, notice something. I want you to notice this because the way to get to something is to go through it, we are always trying to get a shortcut. I want you to notice what happened. Genesis chapter 16. Notice verse 5 through 10. Notice. Then Sarai said to Abram, This is all your fault. I put my servant in your arms, but now she's pregnant. You ought to know the father Abraham had to deal with some <laughs> he dealt with some trouble here. But now she's pregnant and she treats me with contempt. And the Lord will show you who's wrong, you or me. And then Abram said, He said, Look, he says, She's your servant. So deal with her as you see fit. And then Sarai treated Hagar so harshly that she finally ran away. Sarai said, listen, honey, you know, I gave you to be with my husband. Now you're looking at me funny. And she said, oh, no, you didn't. Oh, no, you didn't. And, and I believe that Sarah really called her a garden tool. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all better be glad I didn't write the Bible. <laughs> I bet y'all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but then notice, Abraham said, listen, he said, you know, Abraham started, he started telling, uh, Sarah starts saying, Abraham, this is all your fault. Uh, Abraham said, listen, honey, he said, this, that's your servant. You do whatever she wants. You don't have to deal with that. And Sarah started dealing harshly with Hagar. And then notice what happened. She she was so harsh with her that she ran away. Notice verse 7. The angel of the Lord found Hagar beside a spring of water in the wilderness along the road to shore. And the angel said to her, Hagar, Sarai's servant, where have you come from and where are you going? I'm running away from my mistress, Sarah, she replied. And the angel of the Lord said to her, Return to your mistress, and submit to her authority and he added and I will give you more descendants than you can count if you can go back and submit and endure the harshness of the woman who an angel told her to go back to a mean supervisor he didn't tell her to quit her job baby you need that job you got rent to pay (laughs) you'll be walking off your job with an attitude ain't nobody gonna talk to me like that you got bills to pay, sweetie. You can't send a note with your mortgage payment talking about my supervisor, you know, looked at me cross eyed and asked me to do something with a nasty attitude. Anybody ever been in a situation where you had to submit to something and in the end, it worked out for your good? He says, listen, the angel said, if you can go back and endure... A little harsh treatment from somebody. He says, I will multiply you. I'll make you more productive. I'll let you produce some stuff more than what you could ever imagine. If you just hold on, you're in a bad spot right now. You're trying to kill yourself. You're running away from the very thing that I sent to develop you. If you'll just stay right there. Go back. Go back. What is it that you have not finished? And you said, I'm not going through this another day. I'm not going to deal with this another day. And he says, go back. I don't know who i'm talking to by the spirit of the living god but god says whenever you walk through the waters i will be with you i know it's heart i know it's, 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 it's you get over your head sometimes but god says i'm with you when you go through the fire he says it's not gonna burn you i'm with you i'm with you you're in some difficult kind of situation but you're going through this the way out is through 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 through touch, somebody said, "I am going through." I hope you hear the Holy Ghost today. It doesn't have to be comfortable because what really develops you is the stuff where you got a hard taskmaster over you. You got a difficult teacher that won't take any mess. The hardest teachers are the best ones. I didn't run from their classes. I went there and I got the best education because I sat under hard teachers. I wouldn't say which one is the easy course. I said, let me have the one that's hard. And I purposefully went under the hard teachers on purpose. And they challenged me, but I thank them today for it. I had a hard daddy, but I'm thankful to God for my hard daddy. It kept all six of his sons out of jail. It kept us off of drugs. My daddy had a bullwhip. He wasn't going to just talk to you. My daddy, if he had to take a golf club and go upside your head, whatever it took. But I'm glad about it. I'm glad about it. I'm glad that I was able to undo it. I watched him beat the daylights out of my other brothers and that disciplined me. Can I give somebody a real word from God right now? Stop trying to bail people out that God is trying to bake until they're done. Stop trying to bail people out that God is trying to bake until they're done. You keep bailing them out and you stop the cooking process. God says, I'm trying to get them done and because you're letting your emotions get the best of you, send them back into the difficulty. Send them back into the struggle. God says, let me do it. Let me bake them until they're done because he said, Ephraim, he says, you are a cake that is half baked. you only baked on one side. I got to put you back in the oven and you, out of your sympathy, keep going in and trying to play God and rescuing people out and you're not developing. You're only prolonging their development. And every time you hand them more money, you're not helping them. You're just prolonging their deliverance. And so stop trying to bail folks out that God's trying to bake in. Because he's the one that has sent the water so they'll call on him. He's the one that has sent the, the intensity of the fire, of the furnace that they're in, so that they'll look to him. Because God doesn't generally let you out of a situation until you get in that situation what God's got in it for you. He's got something in the situation for you. And until you get in it, what God put in it for you, God won't let you out. He generally doesn't let you out. And one of the reasons that we go through the fire so strongly it's because hell is a place of fire the Bible says that it's a place where the worm dies not and the fire is not quenched fire is the dwelling place of demons so when he sends you through fire, the demons that have been riding your back while you're in the fire it's like you're here, get off my back now I'm dropping you off at home And you had to go through the fire to drop them off in their abode. And he brings you out, purged, delivered, lighter, set free. You didn't understand why you had to go through that. But something was riding your back that belonged in fire and God sends the fire God sends the fire God sends the fire it's a purging fire it is a sanctifying fire it is a cleansing fire the fire of God our God is a consuming fire God prepared fire for the devil and his angels it's not prepared for the people of God it's prepared for the devil and his angels and when you discover that something demonic has been riding your life riding your family riding your generation it's time for us to walk back through the fire and say alright this is your stop you get off here this is your stuff. Shake them off. It was, you remember the apostle Paul when a viper came and bit on his hand, this was something satanic that came out. He shook him off until it went back down into the fire. It came out of the fire and he sent him back to the very place that he came. There's some time that he has to let you go through hell so that you send the demons back to the pit of hell that they came from while they're in your life. I'm just telling you that God has a purpose in it and the best way to be able to get out of a thing is to go through a thing and let God have his way I love the old song that was popularized by Andre Crouch when he said that I've had many tears and sorrows I've had question for tomorrow there have been times when I didn't know right from wrong but he said in every situation God gave me blessed consolation that my trials only come to make me strong and he says through it all through it all I've learned to trust in Jesus. I learned to trust in God through it all. Through it all, I've learned to depend upon his word. And I just came to remind you today that he even said, I thank God for the mountains. And I thank him for the valleys. And I thank him for the storms that he's brought me through. He said, for if I never had a problem, I wouldn't know God could solve them. And I would never know what faith in God could do. There's something that God wants to take you through. And if you realize that it's uncomfortable, Lord, and I want to quit and I want to get out and I want to run away from it. But finish it. Finish it. The word of the Lord, the angel, will come back and says, finish it. Finish it because whatever you have unfinished business, you're gonna have to go back and deal with it again. And you don't want to have to keep fighting this demon. If you'll finish it, your grandchildren won't have to wrestle with the same demon. If you'll finish it, because it's a sign that your household, the same thing that has tormented your life, if you keep running away from it, your children will have to fight it, and your grandchildren will have to fight it. But if you face that thing and say, don't you ever come back to my house again. I've dealt with this, and I have matured over this. And the very keys that you've used to walk in maturity and growth there, you teach them to your children so that when they are confronted by demonic things that they realize I'm not the one I am not the one not today not now not ever never again I've been through this course I'm not taking a repeat I have learned my lesson you only have to take a repeat when you haven't learned the lesson but when you learn the lesson I never repeat it Agree, because I learned the lesson on every level where I was. I learned my lesson. And I'm not going to keep on taking the same test over and over. It's because God refuses to flunk you. But he'll let you have as many retakes as necessary. And I just came to admonish you today to say, finish what God has given you. Because the way out is through. Go back in to submit yourself to even what may be harsh. Follow the guidance, the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. He'll lead you. Trust Him, trust Him, trust Him. Make sure you hear His voice. And if you're not sure, God will give you confirmation. He loves you. And He says that when you go through the waters, I will be with you. And through the fire, He said, I'm going to be with you. The flame is not going to kindle upon you. You're not going to look like and smell like what you've been through. I'm going to bring a testimony of glory and victory.